the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone. And I oh, I, I see our worldwide audience is, is in, coming in. And thank you so much for tuning in Rescuers Radio Show. Uh, you can learn all about Rescuers Radio Show at radio, uh, rescuersradioshow.org. And you can see all of the past shows and um, and current shows as well. And if you're uh, this, this is a uh, uh, audience participated uh, nonprofit. So if you are so inclined, there's a, a way on the website to uh, to donate and that kind of thing. But I'm very blessed to have with me right now a gentleman by the name of Terry Lentz. Terry, how are you? Great, Art. I appreciate the opportunity. We've talked on the phone and. And about every social media we can think of, but haven't met personally before uh, yet. And here we are. Oh, great. Hey, congratulations on your 100th show as oh, well. Yeah, we just had that. So um, Making a difference in the world. It's yeah. In God's kingdom. Thank you. So, um, Terry, you, you are uh, sales, sales marketing and management uh, at Blanford Homes of Arizona, correctly? Correct, yeah. And uh, you've been doing that for a long time. Yeah, a little over uh, 25 years yeah, with, good. with Mr. Blanford. Uh, so that our audience gets to know you a little better, uh, give us your backstory. What, what what did it take for you to get to this point in your life? Well, I'm originally uh, born and raised and grew up in uh, northwest of Chicago and uh, made a big move to come out here like lots of young adults to go to Arizona State University yeah. school and then uh, never really looked back. Uh, my brother, sister, parents followed, followed me out, which is a typical story. I didn't know I'd be uh, Davy Crockett, Daniel Boone at a young age, <laughs> but uh, but it's been a great experience. We love Arizona. I feel like this is home, and has been uh, since college, and uh, it's been a great experience. I don't think you've ever killed a bear. No, I'm <laughs> or or as the song goes, <laughs> killed a bar, a bar, a bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're old enough to know the song anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. So, uh, or if not, just humor me. So, <laughs> so, um, uh, and and have, did Blanford Homes? Did you grow up with that company, or were they already established? Yeah, when I graduated college, I worked with some bigger companies: Pepsi Cola, three years; Motorola. I was one of the first people to sell your, oh, wow. your cell phone that you have, actually, way back in the early '80s. And uh, and then I met a lot of people in real estate and development, and thought, well, I can do that. And uh, I got into it from there, and. Uh, opportunity was initially with Continental Homes. Uh, yeah. Seven years there, and got into management with uh, Coventry Homes and Dell Webb's division. Uh, managed uh, Sun City West, 
and then uh, had the opportunity, instead of moving my family, that's a decision we all make at certain times in our life when we have young children. I had a two-and-a-half-year-old, and we had twins. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, they wanted to move us to Texas and made a decision to stay here. So got open to the door to uh, opportunity at Blanford Homes. I've been there 25 years. Great company. Nice. Great individual. Yeah. So, um, so you walked on. At at uh, you had a walk on scholarship at ASU Arizona State University, and whenever I see walk on, my first notion is athletics. <laughs> you were athlete of some kind. No, you were something else. Yeah, I had a lot of hot air. I guess I played <laughs> a, a little instrument. That's uh, why I'm in radio, by the way. Oh, you're, you're great. <laughs> I played the little horn, uh, uh, the tuba, the little uh, which horn. was a sousaphone and marching band. And, and it's funny, when I came out to Arizona State, uh, I'm, I'm a sales and marketing major, uh, business college at ASU. Uh, I think they thought the sousaphone players weren't the most intelligent. We marched to the 50-yard line, and we stopped. I was in the front row. My bell was pointed at uh, uh, the director of bands, and uh, he's a coach, we called him, but Dr. Fleming. And uh, after the second practice, he literally pulled me over and, and said, Terry, uh, what's going on with the volume? You're going to split the fiberglass on that sousaphone. <laughs> And we had a little chuckle, and, and he goes, no, how would you like a full scholarship? And I'm like, wow, that'd be Whoa. great, Coach, but I'm not a music major. He goes, don't worry about it. See me have to practice tomorrow, and we'll put it all together. So between that and having an opportunity to be an RA in the dorm, resident assistant, uh, paid for school. It was a great, yeah, great experience. Nice. Just walked right on. So, so for our audience and me, yeah. tell the difference between a sousaphone <laughs> and a tuba. Well, it's a, a little bigger. It wraps around your body. It's kind of interesting. The tuba does. The, the, the sousaphone. The sousaphone, yeah. yeah. The it's tuba a, it's is more the larger of, a, of the two. Yeah. You hug one of them. You hug one of them, yeah. <laughs> and the tuba is more of an upright instrument. Yeah. But a lot of volume, and uh, God bless my mom that put up with traveling me to school with that horn all the time. It's, just, <laughs> it's amazing when your kids want to play drums or, or a tuba. Yeah. It's challenging. I actually have a friend that grew up in our church, incidentally. And he's a, a sousaphone player. Wow! And he played in orchestras and all kinds of things. No, oh, that's uh, it's not. There wasn't a bright future in, uh, <laughs> in playing a tuba. And yeah, I don't think he's doing music. it anymore. But <laughs> no, but it, it was a great experience. So it was a lot of fun. I only, uh, being a kid from Akron, Ohio, I can only I can only see the dotting of the I for Ohio State, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's a great individual. But it was fun coming from Illinois to. You want to meet a lot of new new kids. I knew oh, yeah. nobody out here, and yeah. automatically got 450 friends uh, in the yeah. band, so it was kind of exciting uh, playing on the football field. Absolutely. That's a large band. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, you you soloed at a halftime <laughs> performance. Tell us about that. Well, the Pac-8 went to the Pac-10 that year. See, I thought you were a singer or something <laughs> else. When I see solo, no, it's a tuba player. <laughs> So anyway, it was a fun experience. Uh, it was a big game. Uh, USC was in town, so it was here at Sun Devil Stadium. And uh, they had a song, Sir Duke, and the band literally stopped. And I got to play a solo for a couple bars in front of 72,000 people. <laughs> I had to flip my horn and prayed the mouthpiece didn't go zing over here. <laughs> it, it came off all right when it was over. But it was quite a night. You know, USC had 20, 20 of the 22 players, both sides of the ball, went to the NFL. And we had them down with Frank Cush, 20 to nothing. And they finally scored. I think Cush was upset. <laughs> up, I think it was 20 to 7. But quite an introductory, and we had a, a fun year that year. Cush wasn't easily pleased. No, he wasn't. <laughs> nice gentleman, though. Yeah, yeah a great guy. Yeah. Um, so um, 
after college, you went right into your field, right? Sales and marketing and all of those things that we've already talked about. But uh, tell us about the, the, the housing business. Uh, you don't think of that sales and marketing. You think of a lot of companies, but that's not one that comes to the surface very often, I don't think. Yeah. Unless no, it's presented to you. Yeah, it's a big business in Arizona. Obviously, nationally, it drives the economy, housing. and. Yeah. Uh, can be up and down depending on Huge. rates and other variables, but uh, exciting time right now. Even through COVID, it's been incredible. Yeah, and you've got uh, community. You, you you build communities, uh, not just houses, but you're interested in a whole community, right? Yeah. Sometimes Tell us about that. Yeah. Sometimes we'll do just an infill piece. We did one up in Scottsdale recently, uh, Sandy Hill, Scottsdale. But then we'll do full development sometimes where we have have swim centers, fitness gyms, uh, sports courts. So depending on the size of the parcel, usually is where you decide what you're, how much you're going to put into it. And uh, it's great with the monumentation they do today, entry structures and palm trees. It's just uh, incredible what yeah. you can do if you have So you way. have communities throughout Arizona or mainly in the Phoenix area? or Yeah, mainly uh, Phoenix Metro. Typically it's uh, Southeast Valley, Mesa, Gilbert, Chandler, but we're doing one now in, called Palma Brisa in Ahwatukee Foothills. And we're opening a new one back in Mesa. Uh, it's going to be real exciting called the Reserve at Red Rock. Oh. But we've built as north as North Phoenix, Scottsdale as well. Good. So um, you are uh, you're involved with a number of uh, Christian-based nonprofits, correct? We are, my wife and I are, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I'm sure like a lot of your listeners, you have a passion for different, uh, different opportunities that come your way. I do want to say mention one thing about you that before we get into the the nonprofit worlds that you support and are part a part of, uh, you actually did a rim to rim. I did a good friend of mine who, who most listeners know, uh, Todd Stottlemyre. Uh, we're real good buddies. We haven't mentioned it, but uh, former yeah, Diamondbacks pitcher, right? Diamondbacks pitcher, yeah. three time World Series champ. Yeah, couple when he came up with the Toronto Blue Jays, I believe. But we're good friends, and we trained, we hiked. Uh, you know, local mountains like Flatiron, and then we did the the mountains in the you know Phoenix, uh, all the way up to uh, Mount Humphreys. We did a couple hikes there and uh, kind of prepare for that. But yeah, it was fun. A couple of old guys, and we uh, we went rim to rim. We we took a shuttle to the North Rim. Woke up in the morning, went down across and out, and fourteen hours of hiking. So it was it was quite experience. It's just such a it kind of puts you in perspective of how how amazing God is. So you didn't see. camp down below. You 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 just Went for it. We went for it. Yeah, we kind of blew through it. <laughs> but uh, saw some great wildlife from Buffalo uh, on the North Rim. Oh, I bet. Before the hikes, you know, yeah. rattlesnakes. We saw, you know, bighorn sheep. Rattlesnakes from there. a distance, probably, yeah, right? Close, but they were, they were sleeping, which <laughs> Did is Did they good. let you know you were the, <laughs> they were there? They were kind of sunning under the deep oh, tree, okay. which is great yeah, yeah. overall. But it was a great hike. And again, how God humbles you through something like that. Yeah. You train, you train. We ran into a, a one individual lady, two, a group of three ladies, two gentlemen, they did rim to rim to rim, and they caught us. Oh my God! So you think you're, you know, something special, and then you kind of humbles you real quick. <laughs> yeah, you're a bunch of old guys. I'm in a Bible study with a guy like that. <laughs> yeah, and and he he's in a cycle club and and a hikers club. Wow! And he's done these rim and, rim to rims like, boom! Yeah. And I think. Uh, I've been I've been to the rim looking down. <laughs> I've never done a uh, even a, even going down to uh, Phantom Ranch. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing down there. It's yeah. just a great opportunity. But we live in a beautiful state, as you know, and the Grand Canyon is amazing. 
Well, let's talk about. Uh, we have several nonprofits I want to talk to you about, and and um, we have plenty of time here. Uh, for those of you that are just uh, tuning into the Rescuers Radio Show, uh, my guest is Terry Lentz, uh in uh, the uh, Sales and Marketing Management Department at Blandford Homes of Arizona. And we're about ready to get into talking about some of the nonprofits that he cares about most. This one um, that I pulled out is called New Generations. Mm -hmm. Now, that can be meaning a whole bunch of things. But what does it mean in this context? Yeah, I'm really getting passionate about this. It's kind of like putting the the words of Christ in Matthew, uh, the end of the Bible, 28, 19, where basically he says, you know the Great Commission. The commission, go yeah. for, and this is what this organization does. Uh, what's nice about the opportunity to talk today is uh, to be able to share it with you, but also to open it up to Christians that maybe their church is passionate about it. Maybe they do an Easter offering or Christmas offering or special offering for it. But they're really making a, a difference in the world. Harry Brown, the president, had, had a chance to spend dinner with Harry and talk to Harry. Um, he's in the Tennessee area, but he just uh, what they do is inc- incredible because it's, it's a disciple making movement. So they literally have disciples making disciples. Wow, nice. The challenge is with most churches, and our, our church is no different. We would send a family, a, a, amazing people, to go into a country like Egypt and, and try to fit in and then convert people. And the tough part about all that is they they don't understand the culture, the language. They know you're a foreigner. It's just it's a challenge. Uh, for any any type of uh, you know that scenario, so it comes and they're out, there for a short period of time, short usually period, short yeah. window. Yeah, where these are disciples in the country, they identify, they identify other disciples, and they're building just crazy numbers in, in churches. They've uh, catalyzed over ninety thousand new churches with over two million new disciples. Wow, um, it, it's just amazing. It, it's on fire for the Lord. So and, is this international? International. Okay, yeah. is, and they're based here. In Arizona, or based in well, Harry's in, in Tennessee. Tennessee, okay. But they're all over the world and wow. they're growing. And I think that's how you change the world yeah. and change a nation. You can go positive or negative from within. Yeah. So it's an amazing organization that that really I'm passionate about. That really does take the Great Commission in, in, into a movement. Um, and so many uh, Christians are afraid to evangelize, talk to somebody. Why well, don't I'm not a biblical scholar? I'm not yeah. this. I'm not that. Uh, you know, I'm afraid I get all that, but this is a way you can fund people that are on, on the ground, literally in other countries, making a difference in the world. That's amazing. So uh, the message began with the Great Commission one on one. You're you're knocking on a door, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and meeting people and 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 giving them the word. But but that's much better. I don't know. I, I shouldn't say better because there's missionaries all over the world that are doing great great work. Exactly. Uh, matter of fact, I had on my show um, sometime this past year uh, a couple and their three children from Arizona, by the way, oh. and they're in Ecuador. And we did a Zoom uh, uh, rescuers program, and uh, they're and they're they're mixing in with other missionaries that are there, other other small groups, large groups, but they were talking about small groups as well. And how how that can really be so impactful. Yeah. Well, again, a church there is having twenty people meet underneath a tree by the river in somewhere in Africa. That's the yeah. church. So it's not really structures and buildings people think of. Do you know we had a our church had a, a visiting pastor from Kenya 
Wow. A number of years ago now. We and then Dinah, my wife and I had we had him over to our house for lunch afterwards. What experience. And I that. asked him, I said, So what's your view of of uh, Christianity in America? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even hesitate. He said five thousand miles wide and an inch deep. Wow. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. A big ouch. But that that's his honest opinion. And there's opportunities in our country here. Yeah. Tremendous opportunities yeah. today. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. It's because yeah. well, we're isolated yeah. from the world almost. And 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 um and we should be traveling more and getting out more and reading more about other places. So New Generations is a perfect name for that. Um, you're also do some work or are involved with uh, foster foster care. Yeah, I've been uh, on the board of directors for uh, this is the Child Crisis Center, right? Yeah, yeah. it was Child Crisis Center uh, in the East Valley. They had the Phoenix Crisis uh, Nursery in the Phoenix, and we did a merger acquisition committee and became Child Crisis Arizona now as, as a label. It's it's a great organization, um, and again, it, it's all about um, helping. Uh, the most vulnerable children, youth, families. Uh, they've been doing it for over 40 years in the Valley. Wow, uh, it's wow. an amazing organization. So in time of crisis, they're there to help. Uh, when no crisis threatens, they're there to strengthen families, build re- resilience, and prevent crisis situations. Um, yeah, I'll tell you a story on that. We had a, on the board there, we had a golf tournament every year, which raised uh, in the peak maybe 100000 which was great. And then the economy had been off as about 40000 And uh it's the proddings of the wow. Holy Spirit. God said, you know, talk to Chris about this thing they're doing at the Phoenix Crisis Nursery, where my wife was on the board, Diana. And basically they were raising, you know, 600000 at a luncheon. My I'm like, we can do that. So there's a lot more to it when yeah. you unpack it. So I asked Chris Scarpetti, the CEO, twice. Second time he goes, okay, you can run it, then you do the deal. So we worked, we trained, we went to Chicago, uh, learned some things at a seminar, brought it back. And what's so exciting is... Uh, the first year, uh, through God's direction, we raised five hundred fifty thousand. The second year, back to back, it was over over five hundred thousand. So, oh my gosh, went from about eighty thousand two years to one point one plus million for the organization. So, um, when you get promptings from the Holy Spirit, yeah. promptings to do stuff, it's yep. so many times uh, I miss it. But uh, when you put it in action, it's amazing how yeah. that can work. You know, if we just pay attention, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, especially guys, you know. You want me to what? <laughs> no, most of the time. Yeah. But we say yes yeah. is a big, big payoff yeah. Yeah. Uh, from from the Lord. So, um, and I, I, I have some friends that um, foster care is a big deal. And, you know, if you look over the last two years of our history in, in this country, uh in the pandemic years the the big spikes um were in in the criminal world were uh addictions suicides and domestic violence it's amazing and and i think it continues after since since the pandemic has at least calmed down and um and and there's kids that are always at risk right Always, you know, the, the and it's it's their parents a lot of times abuse and neglect, and they have programs like grandparents raising grandchildren yeah. because sometimes the grandparents oh, are more solid. It's a great program they yeah. have within the, the child crisis Arizona. Wow, and and good kudos to the grandparents that do that. That's yeah. that's not easy. No, 
depending on the ages, it can yeah. it can be teenagers can be worse. <laughs> well, you think you you did your job raising your kids, and there you're back at it again. Yeah. So, but, uh, um, but listeners can find information at childcrisisarizona.org, and uh, also with the dis- disciple making movement we mentioned earlier, you can get information there as well. Nice. At newgenerations.org. Yeah. I like the name New Generations. Let's get a new beginning here, a new start. Let's uh, do something that's different, out of the box. I agree. Yeah. And, um, and of course, all of these are just doing great, great work, saving, changing and saving lives. Um, I learned through a mutual acquaintance of ours Mm -hmm. that uh, who was actually in the original Jesus film in 1979, (laughs) I think it was, right? And um, and he says you should meet you should meet Terry because you're involved in this somehow some way we're going to find out how but the Jesus Film Project continues on yeah. right er, since 1979 is the is the movie still being shown is, is there different things about it that are different well the the movies uh, similar they show and then uh, what's amazing is they put it in different dialect uh, I think they've done over done over 1900 different languages, wow. which is amazing across the world. So, uh, and then they've done, uh, actually, uh, result more than 490 million people making a decision to follow Christ to date. But what they'll do is, let's say we're in Africa, we're out in the middle of nowhere, they'll bring a generator, projector, set it up, and then first of all, the people there maybe have never seen a, a movie or television, so they're in awe. On top of it, now it's in their language. Mm, uh, nice. Jesus speaking, it's amazing. Almost 2,000. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. And, and so the Jesus film continues on, but this is called the Jesus film project. So it continues. Yeah. It's, it's it's doing the translations. It's doing the showings. Yeah. Yeah, All the above. You can sponsor uh, uh, language if you'd like. You can sponsor more, you know, in terms of uh, different, different locations are going to do it. But there's still hundreds of unreached people groups that are out there that still, still haven't heard the good news. Yeah. And the work's far from finished, uh, the Jesus Film Project. It, 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 it blossomed out of Campus Crusade for Christ. You're just a well-rounded guy. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Um, and and the, fi- the last nonprofit we're going to talk about in our last few minutes here is called Crew. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a lot of people listening to Rescuers may uh, remember Bill Bright mm-hmm. in Colorado base, right? And he he started and ran for many many years uh, Campus Crusade for Christ. It was on almost every university campus in America, right? Maybe even international. I don't even know. But uh, now it's been modernized a little bit, and it's called Crew. Crew. C R U. So, um, it, but it's the same movement. Does it look different? Does it sound different? Yeah, it's same movement, but it's uh, it's. I think it's changed and, and tweaked a little bit with the world changing as well. But yeah. uh, but uh, it mainly advertised focus on the Jesus Film Project. But uh, it, it's a great organization, as we knew in, in college. I mean, it was on campus and made a big difference and impact on absolutely at a, at a time where young adults are impacted quite a bit. Yeah, um, and they're in 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 seeing people doing Bible studies all around the campus grounds. It's pretty amazing when oh, you yeah. see that. It's <laughs> amazing. They're so full of joy and uh, and so um CRU is just the new 
kind of acronym for acronym for. And Bill Bright has a huge footprint here in the valley. I don't know if you're aware. Nope. Bill Bright uh, worked through um, a gentleman called his name is Terry, as well, and he was sent to Arizona from Colorado by Bill Bright wow. to start an, a new movement in the business world in in Arizona called Pinnacle Forum. And that has Bill Bright written all over and through it. And it's been going on for like three decades now here in the Valley. And my friend Terry was the first executive director of that, wow. of that for the first 10 years. And um, amazing stuff that Bill Bright is responsible for and has done and accomplished in his life. So um, we're in our last... <laughs> I was just getting ready to say that. And, uh, and here comes the brilliant pr uh, producer of all time telling me it's two minutes. Perfect timing. <laughs> so um, I want to thank you for being here. And, and God bless you and all the you and your wife, I, I guess, are in all of these nonprofits. Right. Yeah. And um, and it's just it's just uh, joyful to talk to somebody like you. You're in a you're in a hardcore uh, manufacturing business of building more homes, and and that will never stop. Everybody needs new homes, right? Well, we hope not. <laughs> it doesn't stop. Yeah. Uh, and there's open space to build them in. Yeah. So um, uh, anyway, uh, Terry, just thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing uh, your background for us, and all of the great works you um, and your wife are doing in the nonprofit worlds. So God bless you. You are a rescuer, man. Well, I appreciate Art. It's, it's nice to have the opportunity, and uh, yeah, we're celebrating our 35th wedding anniversary oh. uh, next month. So oh, congratulations! Wife, All right, wife, like most wives, are in, are in charge. They keep us in line. Thank you, Terry. I appreciate it. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 